And I really enjoy social media. I love having conversations with people mm. um, because I, I look at my life and I realize that there's a lot of different points where I could have gone off on one trajectory, but I ended up on the other. And I'll, I, I find that I say things in, the, in podcasts or YouTube videos and someone will take it to heart and it'll change the trajectory of their life. It right. just blows my mind that I can be that level of impact. Meanwhile, there's been other people in my life, you know, Bill and Joe on my financial, um, Bill and Joe on my financial side, but then on my spiritual side, I ran into a guy, his name's Joe Veal. Um, mm. He was the, like a CEO at a golf company for a while. And he said something in a church service a long time ago. And he said, you know, I'm at this point that God wants a lot more CEOs in the world. Oh, okay. You know, growing up, I was always under the, the um, standpoint, if you love God, you're going to be involved in the ministry full-time. You're going to be a pastor, right. a music minister. You're going to do those things. And give your and last penny. Said, yeah. And I was like, you know, that's what you do if you love God. My brother, was at, well, I think he still is a licensed minister. Um, in the Church of God denomination. Um, and I thought, no, you go and get your ministerial license and you pastor a small church, maybe part-time if you can. And he's like, no, I'm, I quit job being a CEO. And he said, you know, the fun thing about being rich is, he said, when I want to go, when God tells me to go somewhere, I don't do any fundraising. I just get on an airplane. I go fly where I want to. Mm-hmm. And he showed this picture where he was in Nigeria. And his the, he said, I want to go feed people that need food. And he legitimately fed something like 100,000 people in the course of a month Man. and he didn't ask anybody for permission he didn't ask people to go do things he just said i think god wants me to go do this i want to go on an airplane i'm going to make a call and then um oh uh, as his story unraveled and i you know he was sharing his testimony he had all these different business connections like how would you feed a hundred thousand people in a foreign country like how would you how would that process look like well you right. would go and get the money and all this different stuff he said it's it's a logistics problem. Mm. He said the people, you know, these pe- poor individuals that they need fed, they need they need fed uh, physically and they need fed spiritually, and it's a game of logistics. Wow. How do we get what these people need to them? Well, I know CEO of a container, uh, a shipping company, so we just go and we find a proper point port of entry and we send them, you know, X amount of tons of grain and we feed them. And I thought. Whoa. Holy freaking crap. Like, I've never thought of this. My wife, her family has a bunch of wonderful missionaries in it. And I know they come home and they fundraise for the better part of six months. And they spend incredible amounts of time here in the U.S. to fundraise. And meanwhile, this one guy (laughs) goes over, feeds 100,000 people, a lot of people's lives, their destinies are changed ministers to them for the course of a month. He doesn't ask anybody for permission. Just feels right. that God wants him to go overseas and go minister to people. And he does it. I, and that I've realized, you know, at that point, it's like, man, I, I, it's not, I, I'm not going to go out there and say, God wants everybody to be rich. Right. Well, I think that God wants people to have assets in, of themselves to go out and do what's necessary. And a lot of those assets are in things that are kind of like connected to business. It's, it's never, in my mind, about the money. It's never about the, the properties. It's what those things represent. It's, right. it's understanding how to efficiently deploy time. It's how to build something. It's how to make something more efficient. It's out there to, you know, figuring out a better way, let's say, to build a mousetrap. 
so that then you can go out there and do the things that you feel called to do, the th things you feel like God might want you to do out in the world. And as you grow in your skill set or your money, now you've got more things that are easier to deploy. Right. Make sense? Yeah, yeah absolutely. And a guy cool. uh, named Chris Crone. Do you know Chris Crone? Um, the, yeah, um, name's very familiar. Yeah, so he comes to mind when you say that. He's got an organization. Um, he's massively successful in real estate as well. And they go over and basically minister, but also care for um, mm. starving children. And they were over in, um, in Ukraine during this whole conflict, oh, wow. just literally pulling injured people out of homes and like helping to pave, when you said logistics, helping to pave roads so that people can get out. And um, it's just a really moving idea to, I mean, most, most folks who grew up in church or who have been around um, this stereotypical um, media representation of what Christianity is, mm -hmm. they would say that, you know, being, being massively wealthy would contradict being a servant of Jesus. And, and I think what's the best, uh, the best way I can put it, and this is another giant uh, foundation underneath the wealthy uh, acronym there, mm -hmm. is that if you have more resources with which to help to mitigate the suffering that's happening in the world, mm -hmm. then as a Christian, what, what we would want most is to do that, to be someone's uh, grace, to pay it forward for what Jesus has done for all of us and show the people that are suffering and in pain, hey, look, there's someone here that for no other reason other than love wants to help you and, and be there for you. So, man, I think that's something to really uh, soak in for anyone watching this is, is the guilt that's been associated, right, with making money or, or having success financially. Um, yeah. I think it's, it's definitely set the mission back in, in the sense of Jesus's mission, you know, to create um, a, a, a flawless church here for him to return to. I think that's the yeah. idea. So, um, yeah. So w with that though, I do want to uh, ask about the, the laundromat that you mentioned. So sure. Well, I guess before I get on that, I, before I forget, I want to mention what you said about the two folks, Bill and Joe, that came into your life yeah. and how another just tie in here is no matter what your story is, I mean, we all tend to, I think, diminish our own story, right? Even sure. you before, oh, the yeah, podcast, before the podcast, you were saying, yeah, I don't have any cred because my friends like baseball and I don't like baseball. And yeah. everyone, it's our, it's our nature and mine too, to just kind of diminish ourselves and feel unimportant. And our pastor last Sunday made a awesome message around um, the Israelites right when they finally uh, got to the Neavites and were supposed to take the promised land. Mm -hmm. And they go and they got the 10 scouts got scared because oh, those guys are huge. Their walls are massive. We have no chance. And it was just Caleb, I think, and Joshua that were like, hey, we can do this. We're well able. We have God. Look at all the other miracles that have mm -hmm. been. We've been live, living in a miracle for the last, you know, 40 years. And now we're here and we're having doubts. And the passage was, uh, 
they were doubting themselves, spreading fear and saying, we're like grasshoppers and we're the same in their eyes. And so we always tend to kind of diminish our ability to step into whatever miracle God has for us. And to your point, that's not always massive financial success. It's not everyone's, you know, purpose to step into the miracle of being uh, a CEO or, but for those who that is God's path for you to cut it short because of your fear or your feeling like a grasshopper. Um, I mean, those guys, Joe and um, Bill, right? Joe and Bill. Yeah. Joe and Bill. The fact that your dad had been a trucker, which Mm -hmm. first of all, I'm sure that was difficult. That's a hard life being away from home a lot, being away from your family. We'll have to get into how that's shaped your style with your parenting and being there for your family. Um, But they had no idea how much their story might inspire a guy like you who actually yeah. has seen that play out and, and seen the contrast of a Vietnam vet uh, a post-heart attack with a struggling family that's been evicted mm-hmm. twice to yeah. a Vietnam vet, same exact job, same company, who yeah. made just a few different decisions. And what a blessing that is. I think we've all had that moment. And if, if you're watching and you haven't had the moment, have faith that it's possible and it can, it can happen. 